Hello, I'm Tina Marie St. Cyr, and welcome to Light Your Life, the podcast. I believe our dreams have energy, calling, and purpose, and that when we move in their direction, our lives become even more joyful, fulfilled, and effortless. This podcast gives you insights to the strategies our guests use to overcome obstacles and manifest their dreams in business, career, relationships, and in life. Listen to find new levels of energy, perspective, and courage. Your journey to light your life begins now. Hello, and welcome to Light Your Life. This is Tina Marie, and it's always great to be with you. I am so delighted to be sharing this time with one of my favorite people on the planet, Hannah Wilner. Hannah Wilner is one of our spectacular master coaches at Bonfire Coaching. And today, what we want to share with you is the understanding of some of the people that she has coached, what did they present with, what were the challenges and problems in their lives and businesses, in their careers, and how did Hannah help them through those challenges. Through this time together, my hope for you is that you get to learn more about Hannah, find that she has great energy, because I know this to be true, and she has an amazing amount of strategies to help career professionals, executives, and business owners move through whatever is feeling stuck, maybe not moving as fluidly as you would love, and her strategies can help you take yourself and your business and your career to the next level. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing this time with me today. Thank you, Tina Marie. I love being on your podcast. It's such an honor and just being a part of the Bonfire Tribe is an honor. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And I remember whenever we first partnered in Bonfire that it was just a natural yes. Your energy, your way of thinking, your positivity, your way to help people form new perspectives and new ideas and solutions for themselves is inherently definitely your genius. And I want to thank you so much for bringing your genius into the bonfire. It's been such a spectacular journey together. Absolutely. It's the tool set that makes it spectacular. You know, this easy to use, easy, easy to understand life and relationships and challenges and how to move forward is what is the framework of bonfire, right? And then we each bring our own individual je ne sais quoi to support our clients. And I love working with our business clients. I love working with our entrepreneurs and our, um, you know, those seeking the next chapter in their life, the next level and where they're going. So it's fun. It's a fun journey. Yeah. So let's dive in. Um, I know that you love working with business owners. I know you love working with CEOs, directors, COOs, the people that are at the helm. Maybe they've created something of significance that was once just a spark of vision for themselves and they've grown into something sizable that sometimes they need some additional management and understanding of how to answer their own questions. And they can't just go back to their board. They can't easily go back to their cohorts or the people that they find themselves working with in their, in their organization. And definitely they can't go back to their spouse. So they enroll your services and the bonfire services to be of a sounding board. So could you share the story of possibly one of your executives that you've worked with in this regard? Absolutely. Um, I have two that come to mind. Uh, one is a business owner who has had really year over year exponential growth um, to the point where he got his company so large that he wasn't really sure how to manage it as effectively because it had kind of outpaced his ability to handle it. 
And so he engaged Bonfire and I was his awesome coach um, to help put some structure in place in his organization. And so we first worked around his finances and getting his budget in alignment and making sure that he was, you know, um, uh, aligned with the tax regulations and things like that. And so financially supporting the organization, we have some coaches who specialize in finances. However, as a, as a platform, what we offer does support a holistic business approach, right? So one of what the one client that I'm thinking of, he engaged us for that, but also it was to understand where he was going and how to get there effectively. So strategic planning is in my background. I love it. Um, it's one of the fun, fun aspects that we do. So we held some really awesome business strategy sessions and put his plan in order in an executionable um, time bound framework that he was able to accomplish, check, check, check. And then our coaching sessions were extremely productive because we were just making sure that he was moving forward and accomplishing the goals that he had had set for himself. Yes. And then, yeah. And then another CEO reached out because he was at a place where, again, the business has grown so large um, that he needed to get his executive team together. So build cohesion among the team mm -hmm. and also build some standards within his workplace. And this is something you, you and I see all the time with entrepreneurs, right? You grow, you've got this beautiful vision, you know where you're going, and then you get there and you look around and you're like surrounded by chaos or <laughs> surrounded by disorganization. And it's like, ah, how do I rein it back in, right? You have built something beautiful and yet we all have to grow. It's one of our highest human needs, right, Tina Marie? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so working with CEOs to help align their team and understand what their mission, vision, values are and how that rolls out into the um, into their staff and rolls out into the organization and then rolls out from the organization into their clients and services. Exactly. And we were just talking about this. We, we meet at least once a week, you and I, on the growth of the clients that we work with here at Bonfire. And we were talking about KPIs. Yeah. And so KPIs are those key performance indicators that our executives and business owners would use and employ to have a dashboard that they can drive. They are, they're going to see different ways that their company is either performing well or not performing. And whenever you speak of these two business owners, these executives, the CEOs, had they been looking at KPIs? Was it a normal uh, thing within their you know framework of their day, of their week, uh, of their vision to do that? Or was it something that through coaching they became familiar with and understood the, the power of KPIs? Definitely the second. What my experience is working with a ton of small business owners is that there's only time for so many things in a day and growth and supporting that growth is the main objective until such a point that you get large enough where you have to really understand, am I growing effectively? And right. that's where the key performance indicators really come into play. So you can understand um, how many clients are coming back through referral, right? What's your attrition rate? What is your employee turnover? Um, how much profit are you really generating each quarter on quarter? And how is that being distributed? So without when I think when a company's first starts, you're typically at a deficit. It takes a while to get the company financially up and running, right? 
And then at some point, we have to learn to manage that. And so that's where these key performance indicators become so important. And it really becomes the strategy of the company. So then you can easily start checking off. How are we? On track, off track, on track, off track. What is it? And then you can make micro adjustments to try and get back on track or understand, you know, a different direction that you might need to take the company. Right. And in so doing, you're not only training the executive that's working with you directly in private sessions, you're also helping the executive train his or her own staff, because prior to these moments, KPIs were not part of the, the discussions and meetings. And to retrain our staff to understand the need for these measurements, the precision of these measurements, and the precision of the reporting of these measurements can be a bit of a, a pushing a boulder up a hill, right? Absolutely. You know, what I find is that sometimes it's not just our staff, but it's our, our colleagues, right? As a C-suite, you're one of many chiefs that run the organization. And so for entrepreneurs who start together and they aren't bringing in a seasoned executive, they tend to have to learn this together. And so it's finding that balance, you know, and what do you think? And what do I think? And how should we measure this? And I think, you know, both of these CEOs had counterparts that, required them to expand into another perspective or how are we really going to manage this and what's responsible for us and then how are we going to help our employees understand it. That's awesome. I've also seen you help uh, your executives, your career professionals help uh, help them with their communications. We did not, I don't know many people on this planet that got raised with effective communication skills that get brought into a professional organization or a corporate setting and we help things go right. It's more than I'm gonna do it my way and hopefully you're going to do what I want you to do. Uh, and so you, you're able to help your executives and your C-suite clients to learn how to effectively communicate in all forms. Could you dive into maybe some examples with that? You know, the one, there's two kind of unfailable conversations that I have in, in most of my coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. And one is about shooting on yourself and shooting on other people. Don't shut on yourself and don't shut on other people. Essentially, it means that you have an expectation that's not effectively communicated. And so you're believing that the other person knows the right way to do it. And majority of time, it's not effectively communicated. So that, that desire, that end goal, that behavior, whatever it is. So shitting on yourself and shitting on others is the first kind of effective communication tool that I typically go over because I, you know, you hear people say, you hear clients come in and say, my colleagues should have known, you know, my, whoever should have known or should have this. And so, you know, I dive into how, how could they have known? Like, have you had this conversation? Is this really a set expectation that's being missed? Because then that becomes, that becomes a different conversation. Or is this an expectation that you haven't been able to communicate? And so how can we help you to understand what those things are that you want to communicate instead of shutting on people? So that's right. number one. And then the second effective communication tool that I you know, love and find very valuable for just about everybody is called sorting and labeling. Mm -hmm. And sorting and labeling when we communicate creates effective communication because everybody's different and everybody's mind works differently. And so often what I find is those who have a lot going on, such as a CEO or someone in a significant role, um, has a lot of hats that they're filling. And so sometimes they jump around from one thing to another. 
we actually had this experience today, didn't we? <laughs> in a session, right? We've got an agenda, bulleted agenda of topics that we want to discuss. And the CEO launched into the conversation and literally hit on every single one in sure. a five minute sentence. <laughs> no organization to it whatsoever. <laughs> right, exactly. So sorting and labeling is another tool that we use to help people understand the best way to communicate. And that's to understand categories that I'm speaking within and, and kind of categorizing, okay, this is prepping the conversation or the next sentence, I'm going to be talking about this, and then labeling that as this and then following along. Remember when I talked about this label? Well, now we're going to talk about this label. So I work with my clients a lot on sorting, sorting and labeling also. It's awesome. And it helps them relax, doesn't it? If we're, if we're organized and we have thinking, we've thought through our communications, that brings a new level of authenticity and relaxation into our communications so that we can truly connect with the people that we're wanting to converse with. Yeah. And that's the whole point is in, you know, the goal is to be more efficient, right? In everything we do and, and in business coaching, especially, we want individuals and businesses to run efficiently, to make the most use of the time that they have. And effective communication ensures that efficiency. And helping people track what you're saying and where you're going creates that efficiency because then they follow you, right? And then they know where you're going and you know where you're going and it wins all around. Right, yeah. Clarity over confusion any day, right? So other things that you help with your cl your clients with uh, from a coaching perspective, many people haven't engaged the you know use of a coach. They've heard of other people possibly being coached. They've read about coaching. It's definitely something that is normal with an executive suite that executives work with external coaches to help guide them. Those the terminology of coach may be uh, framed in the word of mentor, right? So whenever you're working with your coaching client, help us understand, is this in a private setting? Do you work uh, in person? Do they take you on trips? I've even heard of coaching uh, coaches that go on trips with their clients and have more you know, direct time with them over a, 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 like an immersion. What have you experienced? Um, my experience is that we have individual targeted coaching sessions, which are always individual in a very, uh, I like to use the word discrete setting, right? We want to make sure that people feel comfortable to share vulnerably and share what they need and what their fears are. So then we can help to realign them. Um, what I find, and I think one of the most valuable offerings that we have is our use of 411s and 911s, which allow us to stay in contact with our coaching client throughout the week, throughout the months. And that, in that way, whenever something happens, good, bad, emergency, we're there for them. And so they have use of us even outside of these individual one-on-one -on -one targeted sessions. And that I find is very, very useful for clients. Um, oftentimes we've been brought into negotiations. Uh, we'd have you know, benefited a lot of companies and CEOs with mediation. That's something that's kind of a unique specialty among coaches, I believe. Um, and, you know, it's being that sounding board, that trusted sounding board for someone that needs to open up to see what needs to come out. And then we can put it back together in a more concise, efficient form so then they can move forward in their life. And so that, that setting allows that opening, but also being in constant contact 
um, is what allows them to really move forward at a very rapid pace. Right. And with that, uh, I've seen you help them put organization, like structural organization, as most of the CEOs and executives that you and I work with are these visionaries. They have this great way of seeing where they want to go and, and the, the outside vision and, and the, the results that they want to create, yet it's not so easy to chunk things back down to say, we need to do this, this, and this. And I've seen you help organizations put boards together and advisory boards together and really start living by structural rule sets that aren't there to impede, they empower. Did you speak to any um, examples that you have in putting, you know, Robert's rules or the, you know, put a board together or helping an organization, a CEO realize that this structure is formidable and will help the expansion of the company versus impede it? Absolutely. Um, my background is project management. So I was, you know, educated in Lean Six Sigma project management. And so, you know, my motto is the difference between a good project manager and a great project manager is a great project manager it, or a good project manager is two to three steps ahead. A great project manager is five to 10 steps ahead. And I consider myself great in everything I do. Um, and so that's, again, like being able to create the structure and this planned understanding of how we're going to get to that end goal because ultimately the vision is the goal right mm -hmm. i want to sell for half a million you know whatever dollar amount that they pick yes. and and pull back from that end goal into the now how are we going to get you there and mm -hmm. you mentioned establishing call it regular board meetings this is these are some of the things that allow companies to be more attractive for sale when we're talking about mergers and acquisitions. And so it, oftentimes companies are started small, right? Uh, especially if they're started by an entrepreneur. And these are not typically, they don't have the experience of being on boards or participating on boards and the importance of boards. Well, the board is the one who determines the direction of the company and then the company response to the board's direction. So without having a formed board that meets regularly and understands the direction that the company is going, the company tends to flounder because they will get so far so fast and then not have the direction moving forward unless it's the one vision of the CEO, which again, we talked about, right? There's always counterparts, you know? We need this chief financial officers and we need the marketing team and we need all these groups. Um, so creating that structure of the board is very important. I was raised um, in 4-H, yeah. <laughs> so FFA, and this is where I learned about Robert's Rule of Order. So for me, I think, you know, because I was into it in high school, it seems very normal <laughs> and not everybody had that experience. I know plenty of our listeners do not know what Robert's Rule is of Order at, or at all, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's the, actually, it's kind of an interesting story. I believe it was the 1800s that there were many boards. Um, and I think at that point it had started because there were many organizations. And what they found was that the time that the organizations met were discussing how they were going to run the meetings, not what the meeting agenda topics needed to be. Wow. And so Robert, uh, and I forget his last name, came up with this structure for all the organizations to follow, which is a way to handle the meetings, a structured system of handling the meetings, meaning um, how much discussion is had and how who is able to ask for a determination mm -hmm. on an agenda item, for a decision on an agenda item, and what the... Um, 
what each member is able to contribute to that, right? And right. so it's the structure that the meetings hold to accomplish the goals of the agenda items. Exactly. And many entrepreneurs, I mean, they're, they're driving these amazing businesses and they can get really large, really fast. We just met with a, a CEO. She even said today that the growth that they're experiencing is, is phenomenal and it feels a bit overwhelming whenever you reach that level of, uh, it's, it's called a luxury problem. We want this with our companies, right? Yet, if we do not have the structure in that container to run that flow through, then it can harm a company. We don't you know, know how to manage it directly and our A players can definitely jump ship fast. And you've also worked with business owners whenever they realize that, hey, I'm the person in the way. I'm the person in the way of this organization. Everybody keeps coming to me for answers. I don't want to be the, the come to me guide, you know, like make a decision on your own. And what we've seen is whenever, you know, the executive goes, I don't understand why they can't just think on their own, why they keep coming to me. Then, you know, we, we help them, right? As a coach, we help them humbly hold up that mirror and going, who's the person that has trained your staff to do this? And how can you empower them to make their own decisions and create a system, a, a company that runs itself, even when you are gone. Wouldn't that be the, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> it is the dream. And I would say that almost holistically of the executives that we work with, the dream is to create a machine that runs with very little input, right? Mm -hmm. And that happens when you have a board that knows the direction and is able to make decisions effectively. It happens when you have an understanding within the executive team who runs the company itself about how we behave as a company, what our goals are, what our KPIs are, how we check to make sure we're on track with those KPIs, and then training the staff to understand this is the boundaries that our organization fits in. You know, we were, I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful when you can put a structure around it and have that machine know where the rails are and how the engine moves right? And understands everybody's on board with making the machine move forward. And so it's just, it's helping people to understand how to get themselves out of the way and allow the machine to really run fluidly. But again, you know, it's just, it's, it's normal human stuff. You know, we get into these positions because we have this great idea, but we're not exactly sure when you get there that it was going to look like this. Right. <laughs> sometimes we doubt, sometimes as leaders, we doubt our own abilities. Have you worked with any, um, business owners and executives that um, have that inner doubt inside their mind, maybe self-deprecation, maybe, um, you know, sabotaging the growth of their company. Yeah, of course I hold my clients so dear because the honor and trust that's, that's established in, in a coaching client relationship, especially when we're dealing with executives who are running multi-million dollar companies, right? Mm -hmm. Is so very important. And if there is a consistency that I see in all of my coaching clients, there is a fear or a belief, a misguided belief that is holding them back from really allowing their business to get to the next level. Right. And so in that consistency, it's like that, it's a position of honor to be able to hold up that mirror and show them, you know, interesting that I see this behavior or this thought pattern that seems to not actually allow you to reach your dreams, you know, and having people recognize that and kind of wrestle with it and then get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's where you really see the beauty. 
Yeah, it's so awesome. So not only is executive coaching about their business and their their um, careers and their leadership development as leaders, it's also about their lives, right? It's an intimate weaving as a coach to help them see themselves from different lights. What have been some of those, you know, they presented with this challenge and then through coaching, they emerged on this other side. Share with us some, some stories. Um, it's, I would call it the subtle form of coaching, right? When we have business owners come in, they're very clear in their objectives about, I would like to X and I don't know how. I'm at, I, am, I am at a challenge, I've met a challenge that I don't know how to overcome on my own. And I would like support, call it a sounding board, whatever that is to get there, strategies, et cetera. What I find on the softer side is that because we're humans and we have this ability of thinking with our higher human mind. And when, when you're part of the Bonfire Tribe, you'll understand really what that means. That means that we think from our soul. And part of our soul is our intuition. And while our intuition gets us to the place that we are as an executive, it's not something that's necessarily known. And so what, I, what I'm honored to help people understand is how important that intuition is. So I'll give an example of one woman who came, um, who came to coaching and she was looking to transition from her current career to another. Um, it was very clear that she had a very strong intuition, but she'd never labeled it. She, yeah. really, she just hadn't really identified it. And so, but it was, it was clearly guiding her, right? Cause we can hear, right? I'm on the other side holding this reflective lens and says, interesting, I hear you saying this, you know, do you recognize that this is something that guides you? And so bringing light to it, we really identified that as her actual superpower. And as she began to pay more attention and have more awareness about her natural intuition that guided her her whole life um, and develop that, in, that feeling of her intuition and how she relates to it, she really took off in all areas of her life. She had a few different goals coming in. It wasn't just a transition and every piece of her life really like caught on fire. And, and it was just clear that that piece of her was that it's our superpower. You know, it's all of our superpower. It's our higher human self. And, and we get to tap into that as bonfire coaches. And that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. It's pretty, it is pretty cool. It's so awesome to watch you do that with your clients and then to hear them give you these rave reviews. Uh, I get to be on our bonfire connect, which we do once a month. And that allows all of our clients to, to connect with one another through a virtual zoom as of now. Right. Uh, but we do have clients all over the world. So whenever I hear them, you say, I learned this skill and this tool from, from my coach Hannah, and it's been awesome. And I've put this to work. And then you get to see that movement that they're taking control of in their own life. What's that feel like for you as their coach, watching them shine? It's just the biggest honor. You know, it's, it's so effortless for me to do what I do. It's just, it's, I, I didn't realize that this was a superpower that I have but it very clearly is because the, the movement that every single one of my clients has had is just exponential. And I'm always just, you know, you start and you're not quite sure because this is a relationship. You know, I am a portion of this. I hold the reflective container and ask great questions so you can have great solutions. 
but you've got to be willing to also dig deep and answer those questions, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just the biggest honor to watch people flourish and to come out of their shells or get out of their box and, and really see life anew and themselves anew, have new agreements with themselves about who they are and how they impact the world around them. And it's just, it's the biggest honor I've ever had. That's awesome. So what are some skills? If, I, if I'm coming to you as a client and I'm you know a leader, I've been leading my organization for, let's say, 10 years. And I believe I'm good at it because the the cash flows are coming in. I've got a a strong organization, great roles and responsibilities clearly defined. I've got my HR department, my finance department, my accounting department, biz dev, sales, all these things are are working. And I come to you, what are those things that I want to improve in myself as a leader that you can help me with? Hmm. It's always individual. Um, One thing that I find with a lot of leaders is they... I'll call it lack some confidence in presentation skills, right? And being the leader and demonstrating themselves as a leader. I see that often. Um, And that's, you know, soft skills. That's about understanding, kind of going back to that sorting and labeling about how to make sure that you're organized through your communication with people um, at a larger scale. Mm -hmm. Another skill that I work with clients on um, is how to communicate, right? We, we go back to this effective communication and I guess presentation is a part of it, but it's also understanding, you know, where do I hold back and where do I share, mm-hmm. right? I've got a phrase, it's, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And these are, you know, small tools that we use with our clients to help them get around how to communicate the best with their teams. Um, other skills that we employ are really visioning You know, sometimes we have those uh, owners, business owners, who are, we call them how types, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're executioners. I mean, they get stuff done. I call it they get stuff done. And yet in getting stuff done, they lose sight of where the big picture is and where they're going. And so on the flip side, sometimes we have those CEOs who have the vision and don't know how to get there. We have other CEOs who get stuff done and have moved so far, but really have a hard time looking up to see where they're going. Right. And so employing skills of, you know, really visioning and understanding what is the contribution of this business, this company that you've created. Mm-hmm. There's one term that I've, I've heard you use and I've, I've learned this from you and I use it all the time now. And it's for those people like myself that have had uh, trouble with what we would call perfectionist drama. And so it's this, uh, you know, waiting to launch until everything is considered uh, or trying to make sure that you're, you're mitigating the risks and that you've kept everybody on board and, and they're all, we're all marching to the same tune in the same direction. Yet, there, there comes a time when we need to have what you call an SFD. Can you tell people about what an SFD is? <laughs> yes. SFD applies in everything in life. And it is the difference for me. It, was, it is a big differentiator for my life. SFD means starting first draft. Right. Close your ears if you're sensitive. It's first draft. <laughs> and, and my clients love this. I mean, almost, almost all of my clients giggle first and then really, I mean, they love sending me their SFDs to review because it's like, we have to get it out to refine it, right? right. We, have to, we have to just get it out of us and create whatever it is. And it's always the starting first draft. It's just where we begin from and then we can refine it. And actually it's Brene Brown that I think coined that term. And that's where I learned it from. Yeah. And I remember listening to it and I was like, oh, 
because my mother tells me repeatedly, you know, perfect is the enemy of good. Right? Good is good enough. And, and you and I have that tendency to want to be perfectionist because we right. have the ability to be perfectionist. But what I also know in life is that it's the question you didn't know to ask that bites you anyway. And if right. you didn't know that you were supposed to ask the question, you can never really ask it. So all you can do is start somewhere, do the best job that you can, refine, 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 feel good about the end product. And as you're starting, you're moving right? Then the movement is beginning and it's consistent. And then you feel like you're making progress in life. Right. So SFD, if anybody's just sitting on the fence on getting something launched, you've got uh, Hannah Wilner's coaching tip today is get your SFD out there and, and start making progress on it. And then there's this part of some executives, some business owners that will say, if I only knew then what I know now, and they, they hold themselves stuck in a regret of not, I just heard it today over lunch. Someone said, I came up with this idea eight years ago. I couldn't find the funding for it. And now it's out there in the marketplace. Damn it. You know, like just miss that multi hundred million dollar idea. And, you know, whenever we have these ideas, when we have these wants and desires that have energy, the, the best thing to do is to start now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, there's two sides to this coin though, because there are those of us who have so many great ideas that all they do is generate ideas and never complete any of them. Mm -hmm. And then there are those that have a great idea and talk themselves out of it because of course somebody already, already has this idea or has already launched this business or whatever it is and tell themselves that they're not the ones to do it. And so it really is just an individual, you know, which side of this fence we sit on, but it's like, we have great ideas. And, and what I say is follow the energy, right? That's part of our bonfire coaching. It's part of our training is follow the energy because I have brilliant business ideas all the time. I mean, really, my poor totally do. Yes. <laughs> and what I know is that, you know, it will have energy for a while and then something will happen and it will drop right? Mm -hmm. That energy will drop. And again, it's not because I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough or it can't happen. It's because the energy drops away. And so when we follow the energy, we start to feel more in flow with life about the things that we're having. So capture those good ideas, right? Capture that energy and begin with your SFD and see where it takes you. And this is part of, I mean, this is just part of life, right? I mean, it's constantly evolving. We are constantly changing the environment that we're in and you know what we're surrounded by and the way that we think and so the best the best advice i can give is like capture it and feel it understand in your soul in your intuition right does this have the energy that you want to move it forward and when you pay attention to that instead of your mind telling you you can or you can't or it's good enough or it's not good enough when you pay attention to the energy that drives you that's when things really start to unfold in our lives isn't that awesome? So what would you love to have your future clients know? The people that are listening and falling in love with Coach Hannah, like many people do and say, I want Coach Hannah, you know, like I want to have some time with her. Uh, what will life look like for them whenever they do say yes to coaching? What What's a, a partnership with you on their journey? <laughs> um, I don't love to have guarantees because I think life is not guaranteed. What I have experienced with every single one of my clients is there is a bigger version of you that is wants to come out. If you have the desire to seek growth in your own life, especially working with me as a coach, I, I have yet to 
to, uh, it always comes out in people, right? And the other thing that I need people to know about me, just in case you haven't picked this up, is I really have the most non-judgmental, open spirit of other than Tina Marie, just about anybody that I know. I mean, it's something that I hear from my friends and, and clients especially is that I, I offer a space of this very comfortable, safe, open, and yet still open for growth, right? Mm -hmm. Keeping people accountable to your development and everybody has it inside of them. Like I said, everything evolves, including us. And the best way to get there, the fastest is to hire a coach who can help you. And I happen to love what I do and I would love to work with you. Awesome. This has been such a great time with you. I always love our conversations and I'm glad we, we had, we spent this time so people can get to know how you work, who you love working with, some of those things that you help people through and give them some advice on how they can take those next steps for themselves individually or to now reach out for coaching. So if you're interested in getting to learn more about Coach Hannah, simply go to bonfirecoaching.com, uh, go about and then down to our team and you can see her page. She's Hannah Wilner. And then there's plenty of places on our website to reach out for a complimentary discovery session. So you can sit with Hannah and share where you are, what's going on, what are challenges, problems. Maybe you've done really great so far and you want to take it to the next level, but you don't have a vision for that exactly. Whatever it is, uh, Coach Hannah is here for you. Thank you, Hannah, for spending your time here. And um, can't wait to see all the people that you get to help. Oh, such an honor, Tina Marie. Thank you for doing such a service to the world by creating Bonfire Coaching. I appreciate it. Love working with you. Thank you. And so thank you for listening to Light Your Life. There's plenty of episodes waiting for you. Please do subscribe and share this with your cohort, your friends, your social media, so that we can light the lives of others, light the lives of others around the world with your help. Thank you so much. Until next time. That was so energizing. I have takeaways that will help my life and I'm sure you do too. To get show notes, bonuses, gifts for you from our guests and more, head over to lightyourlifepodcast.com and be sure to bookmark this podcast as one of your favorites. I am Tina Marie St. Cyr, founder of Bonfire Coaching and creator of the Bonfire Method. Thank you so much for being connected. Now my homework for you summon the courage to light your life a little more and go make progress on your dreams today.